0: Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of Cooking for My Mother podcast. I'm your host, Yasmeen. And I'm your
1: host, Christina. And today, we are doing a podcast that finds food for all. So our podcast, Cooking for My Mother, is about cooking for my mom um, and Yasmeen's mom, so cooking for our mothers and finding food that works for our family that both our moms can eat and we can eat and we all find delicious.
0: Christina, uh, does your mom have any uh, food
1: allergies? Yeah, um, so my mom can't eat dairy of any kind. Uh, well, actually, that's a lie. She can eat buttermilk, which actually there's some studies out there that buttermilk has like less lactose in it, which is interesting. So she can eat eat maybe a bit, but her stomach gets upset if she eats uh, a lot of dairy. She can't, for some reason, eat artificial sugars. She can't eat some, like a lot of the plant-based milks, uh, for example, soy or coconut. Oat milk is okay. Um, Sometimes some oat milk ice creams don't sit well with her. She's been telling me recently, actually, that sometimes gluten or it seems like bread is is, has been irritating her stomach recently. So, not necessarily uh, vegan, <laughs> not necessarily dairy free because she can eat eggs and butter, and not necessarily gluten free because she can eat like sourdough, but a lot of sort of like can't eat peanut butter or like a lot of nuts. Yeah, but not, doesn't have a nut allergy. So, kind of very all over the place. So <laughs> I'm restricted in a lot of areas. What about your mom, Yasmin?
0: I like to say my mom is an almost gluten-free vegan and i say almost because there are the occasions there are occasions where she doesn't eat where she will eat meat they're very rare like she's okay with salmon but she will eat certain types of fish but not like all types of fish and she will barely eat any chicken unless mm-hmm. it's like on our plate and she has to <laughs> but i say gluten-free vegan except for the meat part, because, like, I just can't eat anything at all. She only eats lettuce. (laughs)
1: Only salads.
0: (laughs) Only salads. Like, every time we make her a plate for dinner, it's salad with maybe some meat in it occasionally. That's it. I can't even imagine that kind of life. Mm. So, yeah, that's it. Just, like, no bread, no no rice. No rice. No rice.
1: Wow, because that actually is a pretty common gluten-free alternative, rice.
0: She she has, like, issues eating rice, too, or it has to be, like, a very small amount of rice. Oh. Very small amount of rice, but no bread, no rice. She can't eat anything coated in any type of burnt crumb, any type of flour. Mm-hmm. She can't drink milk. She can't even drink lactate milk. She wow. drinks unsweetened almond milk, no sweets. She can't eat anything with sugar in it. Essentially, well, diabetes runs in our family, so that's probably that's why, and high blood pressure too. So not a lot of salt. Yeah, um,
1: high blood pressure runs in my dad's side of the family.
0: Yeah, and then just like a lot, it's just like everything. If mean, you name it, she can't eat it. That's how I feel.
1: I'm um, is it hard finding things in the grocery store for your mom or recipes? Things not that she could eat.
0: The grocery store you're you're learning about what to find in the grocery store and certain grocery stores are better but the thing that's hard is celebrations and you know what you have at celebrations cake okay that is today's topic because i can't you know find a cake when we're celebrating my birthday when we're celebrating my brother's birthday and an anniversary whatever it is she can't eat it i wish uh... she could have like a full slice of something she loves You know, right? Because she loves, loves to be happy. And she's so sweet and nice. And she's very like caring. And, you know, she deserves to be able to eat something she loves. You know, today's topic Mm -hmm. is cake because we're going to find her. (laughs) Some type of cake. Some type of alternative that she can eat and that she will love. Yeah, Yeah.
1: no, totally fair. I, I struggle also finding cake recipes that work for my mom too. So I know your brother... Recently, ish had a birthday. Yeah. Did you get a cake that worked for your mom then, or did she eat something? No, I separately? didn't
0: get a cake that worked for my mom, instead, I got a cake that worked for my father. He's picky, he's not allergic to anything, he's just really picky. I guess he can't eat late, or he, it makes it very hard for him to sleep. That's his thing. Mm. He's just very particular about how food is cooked, how it's made and what he's eating, and when he's eating it. That's, like, the thing. So, he requested strawberry and vanilla ice cream cake. And usually we have ice cream cake on a birthday. So, that's fine. The issue is uh, that birthday cake made me sick. So, I think that... Yeah, because you're also more... lactose intolerant. Yeah, but like, I like to pretend that I'm not. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was really like a slap in the face when the cake made me sick.
1: Yeah, that like is my body... sad
0: it was like my body's telling me like absolutely not Yasmin. you may <laughs> you may never do that to me again you have to watch your dairy intake from now on and so that ever since that cake I've been watching my dairy intake because my body yelled at me and it was not very nice so it's just you know I need to <sighs> but I really like cheese man oh and
1: I you know. know yeah I, I, I keep up cheese. my tolerance for that reason. I am also probably more than I like to admit sensitive to dairy, but I do still eat ice cream and, and milk and et because I can't lose my tolerance. I like cheese way too much.
0: Yes. I need to keep what little tolerance I have left. It must stay. It must stay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is the problem sometimes with vegetarian recipes. They have a lot of cheese in it. So like, if you're like, oh, I want to eat vegetables, like let's go find a vegetarian recipe. They have a lot of cheese which is kind of a bummer. I actually didn't know that. And uh Ugh. vegan, you know, they use a lot of like coconut and and things like that or like oils or milks and those don't necessarily work. But sort of back to cake because I I'm getting off topic. Yeah, my my parents recently had an anniversary and they got this like chocolate bomb cake. I may have told you about it already, but it's like <laughs> it was like a semicircle chocolate cake filled with like chocolate mousse and like chocolate pudding it had chocolate ganache on top of it and chocolate buttercream on the wow. sides and the rosettes it was delicious it was that's super a good a
0: lot of chocolate
1: you yeah I realized
0: the other thing I realized is I can't have as much sweet as I would like to like I just like have two bites of chocolate and I I'm done that's it that's a wrap and I most certainly will not have chocolate with with without stuff in it like the chocolate needs to have like rice krispies and
1: oh really like you you like like a crunch bar
0: oh yeah but i can't finish a whole one it's too sweet
1: crunch was never my favorite candy i was never a fan of the rice krispies in it
0: really i really like crackle that's my favorite one crackle little crackle chocolate oh so good it's my favorite
1: yeah back to sort of to my mom's anniversary cake I was like mildly I it mildly made me sick and I was like but to my mom it didn't make her sick and I was like really and I asked my dad about it and I was like what kind of cake did you buy and he, and he was like you know because normally have moose in it and moose has milk and I was like mm, mm, I don't know but the the lady at the counter told me it was fudge based I was like fudge based fudge is a candy Fudge, fudge is a candy it can't really be fudge base and and fudge is made of condensed milk so but my mom was okay with it so this this shows the conundrum of cake but my mom really likes cake so it's not very hard to find her a cake that she likes
0: oh that's good my mom really likes actually she really just likes all the things she can't eat um like she would really love chocolate cake and like cheesecake and stuff like that but even cheesecake makes me want sick a little bit too not gonna lie but all that sounds that cake sounds really good but I was also just thinking about, like, the milk intake as well as, like, the sugar. That cake would make my mom fall asleep. instantly. She, she would have to, like, she, that That would raise her blood sugar way oh. too high. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of chocolate. Wow. Um, but, you know, that still sounds really good. Like, I love, like, cakes with that thin, like, chocolate coating on it. And mm. then that you get to, like, kind of crack.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're talking about chocolate ganache, but. Yes. Yeah. Because does it make like the dripping stuff too?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's even like, and then it's just prettier too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's delicious Mm -hmm. and pretty. That's like the best combination ever. You know, you get to take a picture and then you get to eat it and it's delicious. Like what more could you ask for?
1: (laughs) I don't even know. It's just a delicious, it's a delicious food. Is is your mom's favorite flavored chocolate or does she prefer a different flavor in her cake? She,
0: her favorite flavor is chocolate. She likes, uh, yeah, no, chocolate is her favorite. A hundred percent. What about your mom? What would it be?
1: My mom also really likes a chocolate cake. I would say, I don't, I, well, she, as I said before, she likes a lot of different types of cake. She doesn't like chiffon cake. That is a cake she doesn't like. Which I think is easier to narrow down than cakes that she do does like. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah, because I've never had a chiffon cake because my mom doesn't like them, and therefore we never bake them. Oh, mm-hmm. don't you bake a certain type of cake for your mom? I do. Yeah, I normally bake a it's it's called a lemon meringue cake. Mm-hmm. It's by a blog called the Cake Blog, but um. And, it, and it's a lemon meringue. It's like a lemon poppy seed flavored sponge. And then it has like buttercream on, and in the buttercream filling and lemon curd filling. And then as... And then there's like a couple of layers of that. Normally I do two. The recipe itself calls for like a six inch cake, and I ha- you'd normally use eight inches, and I do two eight inch layers of like two eight inch layers cake. In the middle is um the or three three eight inch layers cake, and then the middle is the lemon curd and the buttercream, and then on the outside is meringue. And I toast up the meringue after I put it all together. It's delicious. There's no milk in it. Oh. Um, yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I make it, and it and it's lemon flavored, which my mom likes and I like. So it and um it does have buttercream in it though, but as I said before, my mom can handle buttercream.
0: Yeah, oh, that so that's actually pretty good. I used to not like meringue as a kid. I used to think it was whipped cream when it wasn't like toasted and whatnot yeah did you eat it and you were just like what I was so disappointed yes exactly that <laughs> i was just disappointed i was like this is not whipped cream i think i was a little obsessed with whipped cream as a child I, it's just like <laughs> you would get slight judgment from small yasmin if you didn't mm-hmm. like whipped cream because i wouldn't understand why what would be wrong with it for you not to like it?
1: I know. I, for the longest time, I didn't understand Cool Whip. Because my family almost never has Cool Whip in the house. Right. Like, we only have regular cream. And, and maybe sometimes we buy the stuff from the can. Like, Ready Whip or something. Yeah. Um, but Cool Whip is, like, very rare. We would only have it when we go over to other people's house. So, whenever I ate it, I was like, this does not taste like whipped cream. Right. Like, um... What are you? (laughs) Yeah, whipped cream is—it's so—it's sad that my mom can't eat whipped cream because that is like such a great filling and like frosting for cakes. You know, if you're like something easy
0: yo that's true my yeah. favorite type of cake is a strawberry shortcake but like when you have a like a bad strawberry shortcake maybe it's because I don't like pound cake I think sometimes they'll like use some type whatever vanilla cake they use like has kind of lemony
1: oh you don't like lemon pound cake no
0: usually because there's <laughs> like some type of like thing in it that I taste that tastes disgusting my, huh. my father one time used to put like we bought steak seasoning and he used to just put it on literally and every everything he cooked and he put it on eggs once he put it on eggs more than once actually and like I wouldn't eat the eggs they were just gross it was just like there was something in the steak seasoning that just like almost made me sick it was just so bad I just like I don't even know what it is and then it, I don't think it was cilantro I don't think it yeah. was that I just don't know what it is to this day I have no idea and i just like can't stomach it so in certain strawberry shortcake there where they use maybe some type of pound cake whatever cake they use is
1: yeah lemon or pound cake or something yeah
0: i have no idea what this flavor is but i i like it's like it's on like my tongue or in my brain my brain remembers it (laughs) i can't figure out what it is or how to describe it it's very frustrating but it's gross
1: um Mm. But yeah oh. a
0: good strawberry shortcake is my favorite cake oh my gosh i love that it's all the favorite my favorite thing yeah it's a whipped cream and vanilla cake those are my favorite thing now oh
1: i'm curious yummy. like what what do you normally use as a cake base do you use like a, a regular sponge or do you use biscuits? I I know strawberry shortcake it can be used with cake or biscuits. And it's still like <gasps> strawberry shortcake, even though it's biscuits. You know it, I, it doesn't make sense to me. But I, I thought I would ask for your clarification about whether you use cake or biscuits.
0: I think it's sponge. I think it's the cake. Like the cake is bad. Like whatever the cake is, like if the sponge is bad, you get like a disgusting, like almost chemically lemony flavor yeah. in it. Like, it's just gross. And I think I don't know. But one time my brother and I, we went to uh, my aunt's house and she got food from a cake from Whole Foods and never in my life was I so happy because that cake was so good. It was like a strawberry shortcake. I almost took the whole thing home. Mm.
1: I've got to say, yeah, grocery store cakes, you got to pick a good grocery store if you're going to get a cake or get chocolate. Normally, if I buy a grocery store cake, I get chocolate because that way it hides the chemical taste more, which sounds terrible. But, you know, like, (laughs) uh, but like chocolate, chocolate hides more sins. I'm, it's like I've heard the thing before that if you really want to test an ice cream place, get the vanilla cuz then you'll know whether it's good or not. Okay. I've never done that because I can't bear to spend $5 getting vanilla, but
0: something so so what could be considered to be like the most basic of flavors instead yeah. of trying wild essentially. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I I can see why cuz cuz you can't really hide anything in vanilla. Vanilla is not a very strong flavor. You know, if, if you're trying, like, almond extract, that's, like, super strong, almond and peppermint. But vanilla, you know, a you, you, little flavoring, and, and, you know, it's just, like, a little touch. So, like, the ice cream base is, like, super prominent, and therefore, you can't hide anything. But I'm not going to spend $5 on an artisanal ice cream shop to get vanilla so I can test whether the ice cream is good or not. So, Yasmin, I'm curious – So what would you make your mom if you were making your mom a cake?
0: I wouldn't make her a cake because I just can't do it. I would make a mess and get in trouble. So I would buy her a cake and I would buy her a cake that she loves. In fact, actually, I guess it would depend because if it's a cake mix, I'll make that because I can clean up easy with that if it's like so usually the 365 chocolate cake brand she really likes that so I'll buy and make that for her otherwise I am buying the oh crap what is it called there's this type of gluten free cake there's a chocolate version it starts with an S. hang on it is signature select strawberry white chocolate shortcake that thing was delicious oh my lord (laughs) that thing was so good I think it was from star market I was some gonna say,
1: some uh, um, do you have a market basket near you i have a market basket no, no, no. right next to me but
0: no and then signature select has a chocolate cake and that one was good for if you love chocolate cake it was really really good but mm-hmm. if you don't love chocolate cake it was just good ah uh, but overall i'm gonna write that down so did your
1: dad like it or did he still refuse to eat it
0: my father refused to eat any sort of chocolate cake he won't even look <laughs> at chocolate cake Lord, Lord, he won't even like acknowledge his existence he eats yeah. chocolate anyways but
1: he so considers no. it an allergy <laughs>
0: he considers it an allergy 100% he considers that an allergy he considers onions an allergy yeah cannot feed this man the thing he shouldn't eat he will, he will be upset he won't be upset at you but I will hear about the complaining later so you'll just make my life miserable please don't do that yeah signature select knows where it's at I'm gonna buy her that cause she really liked it she was kind of mad when it was gone well, she wasn't mad because she brought it home for everyone, but she was like, oh, it's gone. You know, a little disappointed because she wanted more. So, yeah, that whole cake is for you, mom. Whole cake is for you. Do you have any other type of recipes that you make for your mom, Christina? Other okay, Other than so, your lemon poppy.
1: Yeah, other than the lemon poppy seed cake that's called the lemon meringue cake. Oh, um, sorry, my no, no, I said it's a lemon poppy seed sponge. Okay. I don't know why it's not called a lemon poppy seed cake. I think it's because it has meringue on the outside. Oh. And for it, it, it invokes the lemon meringue pie, which is something I also love, but that's a pie. Um, other cakes she likes. She, as I said before, does like chocolate cake. Another mm-hmm. cake that she is like really likes is a pound cake, which is interesting, Yasmin, that you said you don't like them. They're one of the oldest cakes. I don't know, I guess known to English history. I'm sure there's older ones really? in other cultures, but they're not sure, but there might be older ones in other cultures, but it's one of the oldest cakes out there. Anyway, there's um, a recipe in the Great British Baking um, Book uh, called um, Amazing Cakes. That is a blackberry, a blackberry pound cake. And it has actually this, it's very interesting. It has a Greek yogurt frosting that is like basically Greek yogurt and a little bit of honey, I think. And, and the, the cake itself is a pound cake. So it's like a lot of butter, Mm. uh, a good amount of sugar, flour, eggs, and, and blackberries. And it's so good. Like the, the frosting that, you know, is not actually frosting, but is Greek yogurt actually tastes really good with the cake but if i'm gonna make it for my mom i well i couldn't put the frosting on she'll just like have to not eat the frosting uh (laughs) but um that one's really good and i've tried it or or my mom has made it before with blueberries and it hasn't tasted the same uh but the problem with that cake is i've made it wrong before because uh sometimes with pound cake especially you got to make sure it's cooked through because it's very it's moist it's a moist cake generally but this particular recipe you put it in like a nine inch spring form pan and and it rises like two inches or so and so it's pretty thick you know it's a a thicker cake and just takes a while to bake so one time I it was a little underdone uh which was really sad but we just ate the edges and I I was like don't eat the middle um yeah but that that one's another really good one otherwise like in search terms anyway i just try to find cakes that don't have any milk in them or have a small amount of milk in them or just buttercream but recently my mom her stomach has become more picky so i normally try to get recipes that don't have any milk at all but um vegan recipes are kind of hard because they normally use like coconut milk or or soy which don't work as well but yeah i've actually been doing a lot of sort of research into milks and things and it's it's very interesting depending on the milk you know obviously different milks that you use that are not regular milk taste different and therefore you need to be careful about which ones you add to certain recipes but
0: right because usually my issue with gluten-free cakes is actually is that they're gritty and that maybe that their their texture isn't cake-like and their taste isn't cake-like which is why I usually stay away from them but the ones that I was just referring to like the 365 cake mix and the signature select gluten-free cakes. They're really, they don't have that type of texture. Like they taste like cake. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, Christina, do you know how one may avoid if they were trying to bake to avoid the grittiness that they may find?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I did a little bit of research about it and on America's Test Kitchen it was an, a good research like, resource, I guess, for tips about how to avoid things though there is a lot of actually good websites out there about sort of gluten-free baking I found one you know a blog from you know Elizabeth Bone Bear I think her name is that you know she has a lot of good baking but back to sort of the grittiness thing apparently with gluten-free baking because the flour is is different as as you know that right (laughs) You know, you can't use the same flour. And, and because of that, you know, you have to change a few other things. For the grittiness, America's Test Kitchen says that you need to actually let the batter rest for longer. Basically, you just like let it sit out for 30 minutes to give the starches more time to absorb the liquid and soften before baking. And that will allow it to be less gritty.
0: That makes more sense. I didn't even let, know you had to let cake batter rest in general you
1: normally don't flour I think uh, the regular flour absorbs liquid very well but gluten-free baking doesn't have the same texture and consistency as regular flour regular flour is um or I would I'll switch I'll say gluten-free flour is more fine than regular flour oh okay so it's very hard to measure it accurately. Like if you're putting it into a cup and you're like leveling it, they really recommend to use a scale. I mean, regular baking, they recommend you use a scale, but apparently for gluten-free baking, it's even more vital because the flours are normally more fine. And therefore it's harder to be exact every time when you're just like using a measuring cup. However, it's, it's good baking practice generally to get a scale. Scales are pretty cheap and you get more consistent results if you use a scale because Generally, even with regular baking, you know, flour can change. You know, you could measure one cup one day and it will be less, just because of uh, how dry the air is, and and you could measure one cup one day and it will be more, just because how moist the air is. You oh know. wow! Yeah. Well, this is a cake discussion, but it, 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 this goes for any baking. You know, baking's a science, yeah. unlike cooking. So, with gluten-free baking, it becomes even more of a science, which is what I got by researching it. You know because of the more preciseness of the flour you need to add in more liquid to get it to sort of become less gritty and to absorb that extra liquid but then you need to cook it for longer so it could cook off that extra liquid and it doesn't necessarily say as it doesn't give a visual clue as well as regular baking does in regular baking normally you could like tap on the cake and it will pop back up for you but gluten-free baking they say that and I haven't tried this though so I, I do need to they say that you need to really just it's by timing only timing is your best clue as to when it's done so you need a good accurate oven or you need to be accurate with your oven and you bake it for longer to get rid of that extra moisture a lot of a lot of baking tips in, in one go but we should
0: just have a section in this podcast for baking tips because I feel like Chris- Christina, well, first of all, Christina, you went to, is it trade school or didn't yeah, you go to school and trade then school. you went to trade school and you wanted to be a baker. You mm-hmm. worked at a very fancy bread place before you, before I met you, you are very fancy. We should just have a Christina baking tips corner it will it will be a spontaneous Christina Baking Tips corner, but I think that this needs to be an addition to the podcast because you just told me a bunch of things I had no idea about. So good.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know either, but I was like, all right, let's find out a way of getting rid of that grittiness. And I was just like, wow. And they have this like whole section about making <laughs> gluten-free things have oh, none wow. of the dairy as well. So that's all very interesting too. Basically, it becomes huh. even more precise. If you needed to be precise before, you need to be more precise.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Oh wow. Well, I'm gonna make some notes. Maybe, maybe I will make my mom a cake. I have to make burrito soup dumplings first, but
1: mm. who knows? Yeah, soup dumplings would be hard. I don't know how you would. The worst
0: a- part is that in in my household, we don't really eat meat. So, and we don't eat pork. So like most soup dumplings have pork in them and so and i think it's because pork is really fatty so the thing with soup dumplings is you want it to to congeal so that when you steam the soup dumplings the soup is in the dumpling like you Mm -hmm. like you eat and you slurp the dumpling and usually it's made with pork but i was watching a video and they were able to make various soup dumplings without pork and so i want to do that and i think i can I just need the time and the ingredients.
1: Yeah, soup dumplings is a project. I uh, oh yeah. I think I read a magazine recipe about it once, and and it was like you know like your project you know for that month anyway was soup dumplings, and it was just like I I, I do want to try making them too. I I at a local uh, cooking store they had like a a steamer like a traditional bamboo basket steamer, and I was Ooh. like. Yeah, I'm going to remember you and I will come back for you eventually. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. 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 Oh, yeah. You cannot go wrong with a dumpling. Yeah. In Jamaica, the dumpling is a dumpling. It doesn't have stuff in it. It's just like flour water. It's just like uh, boiled dough. That stuff is really good too. Boiled dough. Yeah. yeah.
1: When I when I visited China, they had so many different types of dumplings as well oh, as just yummy. like so many different types of bakeries everywhere. Um, with a lot of different buns and and mostly buns but there's some cakes and and mochi in there and, and it was just like I, I yeah we, we I should I don't know if you've ever been to a Chinese bakery Yasmin but I need to take you sometime because they're oh, so cool yeah.
0: go ahead oh, oh, oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> they're awesome you me. take these like base. you have a tray it's like being in like school when you're in elementary school you have a tray and you put a piece of parchment on it and then you had take a thing in tongs and you go grab all the pastries you want from the little cases and then you bring it up to the front and they like bring up your order and put all your your pastries and and buns in a bag and you take it out and like they're normally like pretty cheap mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a great it's a great way there's how my start of my mornings most of the time in hong kong like Until I got, like, I was like, I just need some cereal. (laughs) Oh. Except they had no milk in their, like, grocery stores. It was, like, very hard to find. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. I know you've had some international cake experience in India.
0: Yeah. uh, That cake was surprisingly, like, the most American cake I've ever gotten. But basically, on my birthday, uh, I ordered myself a cake because I was in India, essentially, with people I didn't really know. So I bought myself a cake. And I had it made and it was like a vanilla cake and it had fondant. Oh, it was covered in fondant. That was really good. And it was, yeah, it was good. I feel like it was not like a traditional type of like Indian celebration. It was just like, I just so happened to be able to get an American cake in India. It was kind of weird, but delicious. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless. And uh, India has really good sweets. Just gotta say. Yeah, really sweet sweets.
1: <laughs> as they're supposed to be. Yeah, I remember just discussing how oh, I don't like things as sweet anymore. But India does it well.
0: It does. absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I was asking um, my grandmother about like birthdays and like cake in Italy. Oh yeah, and it was it was pretty funny. She was like, I was like, you know, I asked her like, oh, do you, have you ever celebrated? Did you celebrate your birthday when you were in Italy? And she was like never never <laughs> really yeah well yeah she said they never celebrated their birthday they oh. only might have mentioned it in school if they were like oh it's your birthday today apparently they do it now but then they didn't you know because then it was like like right after the war uh, um, world war ii yeah. specifically so they didn't have a lot of money or time so they didn't have time to you know make a cake yeah um, for you know the kids or, or adults apparently they uh they celebrated everyone's birthdays on new year's oh. they they just i she had a specific name for it in italian but basically on new year's they just caught said celebrated everyone getting a year older at the same time
0: oh wow okay what did they yeah. eat what are some things that they love to eat?
1: Yeah, well, sweet-wise, you know, I she I asked her, like, oh, do you ever get cake? And apparently there's only cake at weddings. And on Easter, they made, like, a sponge cake. But otherwise, they had, like, Easter bread, uh, normally around Easter, and pit cells, which I don't know. Have you ever had a pit cell, you asked me. No.
0: Please mm-hmm. give me one. That sounds really good. I don't
1: even yeah, know it. so it's like a, well... I think I've told you before. But basically, you know, I think you asked me once like, "Oh, like do, do your do your grandparents have cake?" And I'm like, "No, they don't really have cake. They have a lot of cookies." Oh,
0: okay. I coffee. do re- Okay, I do remember this, but it's okay, yeah, but continue.
1: But I was going to say pizzelles are very similar. They're there's there's a like a pizzelle press. Mm-hmm. That it's it's almost like think of like a waffle press, but it cells are like you know almost a figure eight with like the waffle texture but their batter is much more I don't know I would say it's a cross. it's like what you, the color is what you think of as a waffle but the consistency is much thicker it's it's more like oh I'm trying to think of like a it's it's a it's much denser mix so it's very good to dip in coffee or something or to put jam on. It's not necessarily like toast, but um, yeah, it's like a kind of sweet cookie-like thing. So they don't eat a lot of cake there, but they have cookies for breakfast. So give or take, I guess. <laughs> hmm.
0: That sounds really good. Oh, yeah. I think I realized that a lot of like uh breakfast in... Europe are small, I believe, because I think in Spain they have like the same like you have your like cup of coffee and a cookie, Mm -hmm.
1: and
0: that's that's your breakfast, which is really interesting that you have like to have like I that's a very interesting like dynamic to me because
1: yeah they they gave the kids espresso really yeah (laughs) yeah the morning but it's yeah different way of life over there oh yeah sounds like a delicious way of life. (laughs) <laughs> gonna be honest like i would love nothing more than to eat food that way yeah i was reading somewhere that or maybe uh i was listening to someone talk about how italy it's it's not as rich of a country as the united states so so they're very they're much more seasonal than than we are here they, oh, they still really? eat very seasonally oh wow my my grandparents i wouldn't say eat as seasonally but they they do eat fairly seasonally, but um.
0: Oh, that's actually pretty cool because it's like you have like, or a different way of thinking about it is you have like a brand new type of food every season, like something you love to eat every
1: season. mhm. Mm-hmm. Cool. They used to eat dandelion greens. That was like their first green of the spring. Oh. Yeah, but Ooh. back to cake.
0: <laughs> oh yeah! Wow, that. Was...
1: <laughs> I, as as much as I love the tangent. <laughs> Back to cake. Back to I think. Well, I I discussed some some sort of baking tips. Did you have any sort of store bought solutions, Yasmin? To the yes. To the gluten free. Should buy
0: my favorite thing, gluten free thing is the Signature Select cakes. The the second favorite thing is the 365 cake mix. Third thing. Um, this isn't necessarily gluten free, although
1: it can be <laughs> it can be gluten-free and
0: you know it's really good a fruit tart and you know what's also really good pie and you know the only not gluten-free thing about pie depending on which pie you're making is it's really the pie crust so uh yeah. gluten-free pie crust and which is hard
1: gluten-free pie crust is hard I read a, I took out a book from the library once about pie it was called the art of pie by Kate McDermott I think Uh Um, she like had like the regular pie and then she talked about gluten-free pie Mm -hmm. and it was just like crazy no it wasn't crazy but it was it was very interesting the amount of like new methods you had to go into making a pie crust that was gluten-free like wow so much of what how you made it was entirely different because you you couldn't uh, because the, the starches weren't the same, and so yeah, it was very interesting. It was I thought it was actually a really good book for how to make pie, because they also had vegan pie in there too. They had how to make vegan pie crusts, and I thought it like at the time I like kind of flipped through but like she was like very thorough about how to describe how to make homemade gluten-free vegan pie pies pie dough etc wow this yes, is
0: gonna is making me hungry <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna happen every week oh my god <laughs> yeah. um but yeah those are those are the things I would recommend I probably have to look into the fruit tar solution a little bit more but my main two would be signature select gluten-free cake that strawberry white chocolate chef's kiss the chocolate cake mm-hmm. also really good and the 365 just their gluten-free cakes are actually really moist and not gritty at all which is surprising they're very yeah like yeah very moist type of cake those are my recommendations do you
1: have any cake mix for the people out there in the world? The
0: 365 chocolate oh, 365.
1: cake mix. I know. We'll have to do more looking into different flours and things. The, uh, As we go. Yeah. Amer- the American Test Kitchen, of course, was like, you can't use regular, like, you can't just use things out of a bag. You need to create your own flour mix. So it'll be interesting to go and and. and test that eventually that
0: is very interesting that is very interesting if anyone's
1: curious to read you could go to the american test kitchen website and read all about their diy all-purpose mix for gluten-free flours but they like mixed a couple different flours together to make a good blend but it includes rice flour which i don't think your mom would be able to eat now that you've said rice flour doesn't work
0: actually i want to see because she can't eat a lot of rice uh i'm gonna ask her if rice flour is okay but i also wasn't tapioca flour a solution for gluten-free as well
1: uh yeah tapioca flour is a solution um apparently a lot of tapioca starch can make baked goods a bit dense so you, so you do have to sort of counter that with something but yep that is one one thing that you can use there's also a few others online though there's like cup for cup there's like king arthur's well baking company now their flour king arthur flour there's a gluten-free multi-purpose mix too so there's like a few options out there there's there's more flours out there that you can use almond flour well, we already said rice flour might not be a thing, but tapioca, right. as you said, there's coconut flour, which does add a taste. But if you're making a coconut flavor thing, it could work. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So if I were recommending something, um, I am not necessarily in the gluten-free realm, but I would suggest searching for gluten-free recipes. And if you're just making a new gluten-free recipe, like uh, me, you know, not substituting in the flour and finding something that uses that flour that you have or want to use would be your best option because that way you're not testing the recipe someone's already tested it for you and you're just creating it so that would be my I guess tip that I did get from another website um, from King Arthur's Baking Company actually they recommended you know when you're using a new flour use it in a recipe that with a recipe that has tested it with gluten-free flour or almond flour if that's what you're using or coconut flour you know find a recipe that uses one of those that way you don't have to figure out what works and then if you're going for what my mom I guess has uh I don't know (laughs) search terms I guess are your best bet I like to find things that don't use any milk but do use buttermilk because buttermilk is a good sort of alternative and doesn't have as much kind of milk fats in it Um, and otherwise some vegan recipes are really good especially a lot of them substitute in vegetable oil for butter and that's like their liquid agent so those work really well too Mm, that's pretty cool yeah I didn't
0: didn't know you could do that the the liquid agent
1: I, I guess I say liquid agent but but they bring in that sort of like fat into the um the recipe okay like if you were going to make something vegan instead of using butter you would use like vegetable oil okay well most people would probably substitute vegetable (laughs) i'll put that there yeah vegetable oil just doesn't have a very distinctive taste which is why it's like high up there in the role of dairy-free butter options And on that note thank you everybody for listening to cooking for my mother podcast uh, we enjoyed you know having you listen to our inaugural episode of our podcast please uh feel free to write to us we created an email or more yasmin created an email with her tech savviness <laughs> uh and our email is cooking for my mother at gmail.com and we would love for you to write to us about topics you'd want us to cover and or advice you'd, you'd like to um, have us share either with us or, you know, our uh, little group of audience members or, or uh, you know, any food related things that you'd like us to share and look into. Otherwise, we'll see you next week for our next episode or in two weeks. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Bye.